0: When we have we have grown spiritually tremendously over those two thousand years now. I've yeah. still got lots of problems, that's for Dick, sure.
1: Dick, I hate to interrupt you, but I have to because apparently when I pushed the button, it didn't actually work. So oh. I need to re-rack the last nine minutes. Okay. <laughs> so I just I must apologize to you on that front because that was bad. Okay, learn something. I told you I was learning this program still. So absolutely. I understand. So I'll talk to you again in 50 seconds. Hey, everybody. It's Jim Mallard here. Welcome to the Mallard Report. The Mallard Report is recorded in front of a live virtual audience on the Duck Pond. Tuesday nights, 9 p.m. Eastern, live. Mallard.com. M-A-L-L-I-A-R-D dot com. One more thing before we start. Let me turn it over to my friend that you may know from Ancient Aliens and The Curse of Oak Island and many other things. Robert Clotworthy.
0: On the Mallory Report, the views, thoughts and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, killerpodcast.com sponsor or affiliate or any other individual or group. On the Mallory Report, the views, thoughts and opinions expressed in the show are solely those of the hosts and guests and not necessarily of Evergreen Podcasts, killerpodcast.com sponsor or affiliate or any other individual or group.
1: I want to welcome everybody in for the take two intro version of this show. Apparently you actually have to push buttons twice to make them work, but we're rewarded I uh, hope everybody's well this evening. It, it's great. Uh, I've got Dick Larson with me. Uh, he's been on before 2014, Dick. It's been a hot minute. It's been a hot minute all day here, but that's a whole nother can of worms. So how have you been? <laughs> I've been well, thank you. And you, Jim? I, I can't, well, I can complain, apparently, because I'm, you know, flubbing things over here, but at least I caught it before we sat here for the full hour and talked to each sure. other, and assumed that as as everybody was uh, listening to us, and I'm like, they're like, where's the audio? I'm, I'm like, it's going, and then I looked up, and I'm like, oh, it's not going. No. <laughs> so, okay, so I, you you were, you talk about Matreya, so yeah. give, give my, it's been nine years, so like I said, I hope, hopefully we've got some new people, and I think okay. we do, so. Let's go back through and get everybody on the same page so we can move forward.
0: Sure. Well, um, you wanted to know about my background. I grew up in Minnesota, shoveling snow, (laughs) and (laughs) scraping ice off the windshield of cars just like everybody else. And then the Air Force, uh, after I got my bachelor's degree, the Vietnam War was hot. The Air Force brought me out here to Southern California, where I live now, just below Los Angeles in Huntington Uh Beach. And I've been here since the mid 70s, um, when I got out of the Air Force. And I've had several careers. And the last couple, I was, a, I was a businessman first for over 20 years. And then I became an autistic teacher, a special education teacher. And then after that, I um, went back to school and became a drug and alcohol counselor and therapist and worked at rehabs here in Southern California and ended up Uh, managing a rehab facility in Pasadena, California. And then I came down here to Orange County um, and taught in a private school, taught other people how to be drug and alcohol counselors. I loved that job. Um, And then I finally retired. And so now I'm able to spend a little more time as a volunteer for SHARE International Organization, S-H-A-R-E International, um, doing what I'm doing with you right now, Jim
1: which is talking about Matreus. So how did how did you get involved in that? I mean, obviously, like you said, you retired and had some free time, but what made you, I mean, as as, as I talked about uh, retirees all the time and they tell me they're always more busy than when they were working. So for you to pick up a, a new hobby, well, I don't want to call it a hobby, but I guess it kind of is. I'm not putting words in your mouth, if you can correct me on that. But what made you pick this one over Boys and Girls Club, for example? Or sure,
0: well, a friend of mine about, 28 years ago, a friend of mine said, there's a guy coming to town whose name is Benjamin Krem, C-R-E-M-E. He's from London. And he's going to give a lecture and I think and hold a large public meditation the next night. And I think you'd be very interested. Well, I trusted this friend. So I attended Benjamin Krem's lecture in Los Angeles. And About 90% of what he said went right over my head, (laughs) but about 10% soaked in, and enough to really make me interested in what he was talking about. He was talking about something called the ageless wisdom teachings, the ageless wisdom. The previous teacher of the ageless wisdom was a woman named Alice A. Bailey, who wrote about 20 books in the 1930s and 40s. They're available. They're somewhat challenging to read, I think. Um, but Benjamin Krem has about 17 books on Amazon.com, I'm not here to sell books, but they're, I think they're fascinating and they're much easier to understand. They're the latest revelation of the ageless wisdom. And those teachings and Benjamin Krem say that it's time for the teacher for the age of Aquarius to come forward and walk amongst humanity. Now, this teacher comes from our spiritual kingdom, just as Jesus did 2000 years ago, He was the teacher that came to inaugurate the age of Pisces. He was the teacher for the age of Pisces, and his primary teaching was God's love. Right before him, the Buddha came and taught God's wisdom. Jesus taught the love of God. And the teacher for this age is named Maitreya, M-A-I-T-R-E-Y-A. Maitreya is a Sanskrit name that means the happy one, the one who brings joy. And he comes out of our spiritual kingdom to in a physical body. He will be with us. However, Jesus was only here for about 33 years. Maitreya will be with us for the next 2,250 years. The entire age is because he's in a self-made body. He made his own body. He can't be killed. He doesn't need to eat or sleep. He might, he might do that just to be polite, but he doesn't need to do that. And he's here now on the planet in that male body, about six foot three, as I understand it. Um, and he's waiting for the best time to come forward to announce his arrival and that he's here to help us get this world straightened out.
1: Now, this is going to don't take this personally. Dick. But how, how I mean, anybody at six foot three could come forward and say this. How, how are we sure we've got the right one?
0: How are we sure he's the right one? Well, we're not. I mean, people won't be. When he comes forward, there'll be three ways people will know it's him. And then they can, see. Well, see, we have free will. The, the masters of wisdom, the, the senior members of our spiritual kingdom can't ever force us to do anything. They won't because it's against God's laws. And so our free will is how we learn and grow. We choose. We make choices with our free will. We can choose correctly. We can choose incorrectly. The goal is to learn from each choice, not to always choose right, but to learn from each choice. That's how we learn and grow, free will. So they're not going to come and make us do anything. He doesn't come alone. I'll talk about that later. But Maitreya comes, and there are three ways you'll know him when he declares himself. He says, it will be my day of declaration when I will declare who I am and that I'm here to help. He will appear on television and radio worldwide. People will hear his words. Now, there's three ways in a great press conference, three ways that people will know it's him. And I'll tell your listeners right now so that they know. The first way is that his face will be on TV, but his lips won't be moving. We'll still hear his words in our head telepathically. So it'll be a very strange experience. You'll be sitting there. He won't be talking, but you'll be hearing his, are you hearing him? He's not talking, but I'm hearing him. It'll be a very strange experience, but we'll all hear him speak in whatever our native language is. Even workers in the field will hear him speak telepathically. That's the first way. The second way you'll know it's him is that he embodies the love of God, much like Jesus did, only only more powerfully because his body was was built by him. It's indestructible, and he he can't be killed. Um, And so he will send out the love of God to all of humanity. He said it will be so powerful, it will be as if I embrace you physically. So we'll all feel the love of God in our heart like we've never felt it before. That's the second way you'll know it's him. And then the third way you'll know it's the teacher for the for the age of Aquarius is that while he's speaking, nobody knows how long, 25, 35, 45 minutes, nobody knows exactly when. While he's speaking, after he's done speaking, there'll be press reports around the world that while he was speaking, hundreds of thousands of people were miraculously healed. And in these three ways, you'll know that this is the teacher for the age of Aquarius Come to help us get this world back on track. We have to do the work because we made the mess. (laughs) So he will help us by making suggestions. He'll say, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought of trying this? Now, Jim, you said a lot of people won't accept this or might not. They won't know if it's the right guy. And you're absolutely right. Benjamin Krem said the master's best guess at what's going to happen is that about a third of the people that, experience him on the day of declaration will think, you know what, this guy's got a lot of good stuff to say. I think I want to follow some of his suggestions and kind of join in and help repair the world. About a third of the people will say, whoa, I'm going to take a wait and see attitude about this. Let's just wait and see if he's a good guy or a bad guy. Because the tree is known by its fruit, right? I mean, people will notice that he's doing nothing but good things. And then the third, the other third of humanity will say, look out, look out, Antichrist, Antichrist, bad guy, bad guy. And that that's basically how it will start. But that one third, Jim, that one third of humanity that will basically accept what he says, they'll say, you know what, this makes sense to me. You know, I ran this through my life experiences, through my belief system, through everything I have that I've learned about life. And what he says makes sense. I think I want to help. That one third is more than the critical mass needed to start turning this world around. And that's why we're here. I think that's why we're here, Jim. I think it's a very, very wonderful time to be alive and be on the planet, because we're going to see amazing changes we never dreamed possible. For example, Benjamin Master said within two years of Maitreya coming forward openly to humanity... There'll be no more starvation on the planet because we have enough food. It's just not getting distributed. We have about a 14% per capita surplus of food in the world, but it's not getting distributed. And there are plans behind the scenes right now, as I understand it, ready to go to distribute this food properly. So it's a great time to be alive, but carries with it a great responsibility. You know, we're here to save the world. My parents were here, to save the world from Hitler and the Japanese generals and Mussolini. And they did everything. I mean, they were the right people at the right time. They did everything they had to. These men knew full well they were probably going to die. They couldn't wait to go fight the, the, the Axis powers in World War II. And they did it. They saved the world. They did their job. Well, I think, Jim, that's why we're here now, whether we know it or not, that we're capable of helping to start the process of turning this world around and starting to bring, as the religious people say, heaven on earth.
1: My my next question is, where did where did Atreya historically come from? she's yeah. I think we, we need to make sure we get that out there because I mean, oh,
0: I think that's great information. The same place that all the great masters of the wisdom, the senior members of our spiritual IRA, Same place they all came from. Those masters are people like Confucius, Buddha, um, uh, Krishna. Joan of Arc is one of the great masters. Now, Mary, that was the mother of Jesus, is one of the great masters. Some of the disciples, John, Paul, Ringo. No, not Ringo. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Well, maybe. I mean, uh, kind of. Yeah, right. In his own little
1: way. Okay, anyways.
0: (laughs) These are people who went. They were people just like us. And they went through evolution like we are doing, thousands of lifetimes, until they learned all the lessons that planet Earth can teach a person. And once we reach that point, which we're all going to reach, or at least most of us, once they reach that point, they don't need a body anymore. They don't need to come back in a physical body. So they become permanent, conscious spirits in the spiritual universe. And then they start learning the lessons of the spiritual universe. So we never stop learning, ever. But once that happens, once they, once they become perfected human beings, then they become masters of the wisdom. And they have a choice. There's three routes, three, three um, ways that masters can go. And one of those is to stick around behind the scenes to inspire humanity and stay with planet Earth. And 63 of these great beings have done that. Thank goodness for us. <laughs> They've chosen to stay with planet Earth and all the great advances of humanity have been inspired by the masters behind the scenes. Well now they're going to come forward and walk amongst us. Jim, the last time my information according to the angel's wisdom, the last time the masters walked among humanity except for the teachers of the age like Jesus and so on was 98 98- million years ago, 98,000 years ago, sorry, 98,000 years ago, they walked amongst humanity, and it didn't work out because we weren't ready. We weren't ready for the lessons. They taught us science. They said, if we teach them science, maybe maybe it'll speed up evolution, because they they have ideas, but we have free will. They never know what we're going to do with those ideas. And what we did was we made weapons out of that science, and we blew each other up. And that was the apocalypse. That's when we blew chunks of the continents into the ocean, the great period of Atlantis. That was then. And the master said, oh, my God, they're going to blow each other up. We got to, we got to retreat and come back when they're ready. Well, that's now. 98,000 years later, they say humanity is ready. So these are people that went ahead of us in human evolution, and now they're
1: perfecting <laughs> I'm still I'm still not sure we're gonna not blow more chunks of it into the ocean.
0: Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, they addressed that issue. Um, Benjamin Krem said that his master told them that it, that humanity has advanced so far. We're so ready, even though it doesn't look like it, they see our hearts. they see our souls. We have advanced so far that now, if somebody was to launch a nuclear weapon, it would not go off. And and the masters can do that. They're masters at working with electricity. And so he said it probably wouldn't even launch. So we're not going to blow the world up now. This is not the end of life on planet Earth. Each planet has millions and millions of years. It has seven rounds of life, according to the ageless wisdom. And each round is millions of years. Planet Earth is in the middle of the fourth round. So we have millions of years left li- uh, life on this planet before it ultimately becomes a perfect planet. Venus is almost a perfect planet now. They're in the seventh round.
1: So we're talking about how the Earth is so chaotic now, but you'd think, there, I mean, you say once he arrives, he's going to start giving us advice, but isn't there, um, what's the words I'm looking for, interim advice or advice that, To start laying groundwork, I guess? Yes. Because there's a lot of work that could be done, needs done. Either way, you want to cut that one.
0: Well, the biggest thing we can do is accept who we are. Maitreya says, um, through Benjamin Krem and some messages that he dictated to Benjamin Krem telepathically, 140 of them, he says that the biggest problem on this planet right now is that humanity has forgotten who we are. He said, "You are not humans having spiritual experiences. You're spirits having a human experience. And if we're spirits, you know, like souls, living souls. That's what I believe. I grew up Christian. I've studied the world's major religions, but I, uh, I believe that we are living souls. That, that the soul is eternal and keeps taking new bodies every time. Uh, we the mother gets pregnant. Our soul, after we're dead, our soul attaches to the." to the the fetus, and then we're born. It attaches attaches between the third and fourth month uh, to the fetus, and then we're born again. So we need to honor who we really are. If we're living souls, if we're spirits in physical bodies, our bodies are physical, emotional, and mental, and spiritual. Way up here, that's the soul. Um, If we we are really spirits, we need to honor who we are. And a good way to do that, a good way to get on the right track of spiritual growth is prayer, meditation, and service. Meditation and service are the royal road to spiritual growth. Now, nothing complicated, nothing complex. You can do a quick little 15-minute meditation every morning, which is what I do. And you just, you just close your eyes and you focus right here between the eyebrows at the Ajna Center, A-J-N-A. It's one of the key chakras in the human body. And you just focus there and you think OM, O-M, uh, because that will help restore the focus. And then when your mind wanders, you just think OM again. And you do that for 15 minutes every morning, along with saying your prayers, whatever they are. <laughs> My prayers are mostly thank yous rather than requests. Um, So I do my thank yous and then I do my requests and then I do my 15 minute meditation. and I'm ready to go for the day. Well, that's a great way to get back on the spiritual path. You know, prayer is sending spiritual energy to the spiritual universe. Meditation is receiving spiritual energy from the spiritual universe. The Angel's wisdom says you can picture your soul as a multi-pointed white light about six inches above the top of your head connected to your mind and your heart by golden threads. Isn't that beautiful? And so that's one of the things we can do. And service, anybody can do service. People people come up to me, Jim, after I give a lecture, a public lecture or something, and they say, you know, I'm trying to figure out which way God wants me to serve. What is the best way for me to serve? The answer is whatever suits you best. There is no one way or best way to serve. And what we do is we serve each other and we serve the planet. And in doing so, we serve God. Or if you don't believe in God, you serve the spiritual universe, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so that, that could be just walking across the street and seeing a piece of trash, picking it up and throwing it in the first trash barrel you come to. That's service to the world. But there are many other ways. Some people have a job that provides service. You know, They're doing customer service, for example, for a company, that's service. They're helping people that are stuck. There's all kinds of ways to serve. Doctors and dentists obviously do a lot of service. Um, therapists do a lot of service, but there are many ways, people that build houses, they're serving the people that are gonna live in those houses. You know, I mean, people that pave the streets are serving their community. There's tons of ways to serve besides finding a volunteer organization and, you know, helping them out. Those are the best ways. Prayer, meditation, and service really get you started. And if you want to read Benjamin Cram's books to get some more tips, by all means, go online and, and look them over and pick one. They're full of ideas.
1: So my question is, because like in prayer, there's often the the voice of God people hear when they're talking to God. Are, do you have that type of conversational, or is it more one direction?
0: No, it's one direction. <laughs> you know, I... I ask, for, I ask for what I need, and then I wait and see what happens. You know, <laughs> that's, how, that's how it works. But, but the prayers are always answered. Here's the thing. Wait, wait,
1: wait. wait, I got a further joke in here. It sounds like you were talking to my wife earlier. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I ask a question and then wait to see what happens. Yeah, <laughs>
0: there you go. <laughs> well, I know what that's like. So Benjamin Crust master said, all prayers are answered. It's just sometimes the answer is no. Or sometimes the answer is not yet. See, the prayers are always answered. It's the timing that makes us crazy. (laughs) But it's God's timing. You know, it's the timing that works out the best for all concerned. And and prayers are answered. Sometimes we don't see the answer. You know, if we're not paying attention, we're not even going to notice that the that it was answered. I'll tell you something. I had a prayer just to give you an experience. I had a prayer. My When I got laid off from my corporate job after 23 years, they laid off the most expensive people. And I was one of them in the office in Pasadena. There were about a hundred of us there. They laid off about the top 20%. When I got laid off, I said, I prayed help me find something constructive to do because I got a golden parachute. I I got my full pay for six months so I didn't have to go back to work right away. And so I wanted to do some volunteer work and I asked what would be a good volunteer work. Well, the idea popped into my head. I'd seen these special education children go through malls with their teacher, go through shopping malls and I've always been curious what it'd be like to work with them, mostly Down syndrome. Uh, people. And so I thought, you know, maybe I should maybe I should do some volunteer work with special education schools or people. And I was sitting in the dentist chair. This is how God answered my prayer. And the dentist said, what's going on in your life? And I said, well, I got laid off. So I'm looking for a for a way to volunteer, maybe for a special education school or something like that. He said, I'll be right back. He went back in the back room. He came out with a piece of paper in his hand and handed it to me, and it was a phone number. And he said, call this number. They work with special education children and and adults here in Pasadena and go see them. And I did, and that was my first volunteer job. Now, that was God answering my prayer. They often answer it through another human being. And so we have to pay attention, you know? It was just that simple. God answered my prayer right there. Boom, I found a place to work volunteer.
1: That's good. Okay, so I have a question here. Let's see. Oh, there it is. Fancy technology. Look at that. Look at this. That's nice. Question. <laughs> Has Maitreya ever visited other worlds with his message, or is this only Earth for the earthly realm?
0: There we go. That's from David. David, that's a wonderful question. I love questions like this. I, I'll tell you my information based on the Ageless Wisdom teachings. Um, my information is, and this will come as a shock to some people, especially religious people, Earth has its own spiritual kingdom. There's not like one big spiritual kingdom. Well, there is, but each planet that has human life has its own spiritual kingdom of people who stick around, these masters of wisdom, who stick around to inspire life on the planet, to help the planet evolve. The planet evolves because we evolve. That's the only way the planet Earth can evolve, is because we evolve. And, of course, we're caretaker of all of the systems below us. We're take caretakers of the animal world, the plant world, the mineral world. We're, we're caretakers of all of that, but the planet evolves as we evolve. Well, Maitreya is the master, the, the teacher for the age of Aquarius, for planet Earth only, because he came from planet Earth. He and the Buddha were the first two human beings to evolve fully, learn all the lessons planet Earth had to teach, and become senior members of Earth's spiritual kingdom. So this is his planet. He's a member of this planet, just like the other masters are that are in the spiritual kingdom, and just like you and I will be David when we when we finally evolve to the point where you know, we become a master of the wisdom, then we'll be related to planet Earth. When you become a master, so the answer is no, only planet Earth, because that's his focus. There are teachers on the other planets. There are teachers in the other solar systems, other galaxies. There are three paths I said earlier that a master can take when he becomes a master. One is the path of earth service, which is what Maitreya and Jesus and those other masters I mentioned, they have all chosen. Another one is to the path of godship. They go into training to become a god. Every planet has a god. We pray to the god of our planet. But our solar system has a god too, who resides on the sun. He's got the plan for the whole solar system. Our God has a piece of that plan, and that's planet Earth. And each God comes up with his own plan. And so the, the, the different planets have different plans for evolution, but they're all their goal is evolution. So then there's a God for the solar system. Then there's a God for the galaxy. He's in charge of the plan for the whole galaxy and all the solar systems and all the planets in it. And it just goes on and on and on. I mean, you can't even conceive how not, how all-knowing and all-loving these great beings are. We we just can't. We can't wrap our brain around that. So we pray to the God for planet Earth, and so that they can be, go on the path to become a god, or they can go on the path to Sirius. Sirius is our sister solar system. Sirius, as I understand it, is incredibly evolved, very, very evolved. And evolution in that solar system is fast, very fast. Um, Judas, for example, who betrayed Jesus and had a huge karmic debt to pay, he chose the path to Sirius and he is now as evolved as Maitreya Hmm. and Jesus. So he, he evolved very, very quickly on the path to Sirius. So those are the three paths that they can choose. And well, there's the path of sonship, which is to become a Christ. Our planet is, I think it's either one of two or one of three planets in our solar system to have a Christ. We're very lucky to have a Christ. Christ is not Jesus' last name, it's a position in the spiritual kingdom. It's a position where you embody the love of God and spread it to your planet in whatever ways the plan is for you to do that. And very few, very few masters become Christ. And we're lucky enough to have one. And um, so Maitreya is for this planet only. Yes. There are other masters so- equal to Maitreya elsewhere. And they, they take charge of their, of their kingdoms. They don't take charge of it but they're you know teachers. I'll take care of yeah
1: charge yeah I get the term the uh, American That's Express question, so here here's another one that just kind of dawned on me that we haven't talked about tonight right um the matreya ga- believers gather like because we've been talking about Jesus all night we, you know you've got a hundred church you know all the different denominations of of his followers the Maitreya Followers gather somewhere and worship. I guess to yeah, kind yeah. of work, run the parallel yeah, the right whole that. way to the ground.
0: There are, there's a master at the head of each major religion in the world. Buddha is the head of Buddhism. Jesus is the head of Christianity, and so on. Um, they have followers because that's what we do. We set up a leader and then we follow them. And it's fine. Maitreya says, if you're in a religion and it's working for you, stick with it. If you're not in a religion, I come for you too. I come for everybody. Maitreya said, if you follow me, you will lose me. He doesn't want followers, he doesn't want to be worshiped at all. He says, I'm just a teacher. <laughs> just, just. <laughs> Boom, he's like the greatest teacher in the history of the universe, almost. But yes, Um, he says, I come as a teacher. I come as a simple man to handle simple human problems, to help you with simple human problems. He comes humbly. Um, So he doesn't want to start a. he doesn't come to start a religion at all. He comes for everybody, whether they're in a religion or not. And so he doesn't want people to believe him. He says, don't believe me, just act on my suggestions if they make sense to you. He said, you have to decide for yourself. It's very personal, very personal decision that that we all have to make when he comes forward. And he said, if you want my help, just follow my suggestions. But don't believe in me. Don't start a religion around me. Just act on it. Good question. Which,
1: which seems counterintuitive because you, people like you, need to be out there talking about them so people like me, air quotes me, because I've already heard about them, but um, can know and understand. So when he does come, and we all, you know, what I'm saying like that, we were talking about the thirds earlier. I mean, that adds to that ferd and maybe it becomes half if they've already know it's coming and what to expect. And I'm
0: sorry, I don't understand.
1: Well, I'm just thinking the more the more his word gets out there that he's coming and all this other stuff, yes, the more people that would be accepting and more people that would do the good when he gets here.
0: Oh, yeah, I mean, the word has gotten out. <laughs> over the last forty years, if you say my trail to somebody, about three out of ten are gonna say they've heard the word. they've heard the name. It, it's really getting out there. and um that's that's good news but we're not asking anybody to believe it. And this is something I always say to the audience at the outset, and I forgot today, and that is, please don't believe anything I say. Because that would be blind belief, and I wouldn't recommend that to anybody. I'm not here to get your listeners and viewers to think like I think or to believe what I say is true. All I ask is that you try to keep an open mind, which is challenging, because we all have our own belief systems and our own experience of reality, but to try to just run it through your common sense and see if ten or twenty percent of what I have to say hey, makes any thank sense you. Thank you.
1: Well, I think we can all agree on uh, some sort of prayer, meditation, and service. Yeah. So if yeah. if that's the one thing you we we'll all agree on tonight, I think we'd be much better off.
0: Yeah, and if we look at the history of humanity historically, we've had great teachers come in the past. So saying there's going to be a great teacher come again to help us dig our way out of this mess we've made of the planet. Um, To to say that another great teacher is coming, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, but it is. People really have have trouble with it, especially religious people. Um, No, I follow Jesus. By the way, the masters have no ego, none. (laughs) So on the day of declaration, now Jesus and Maitreya happen to work very, very, very closely together. That's my information. They're best buddies. They work together all the time, and I can tell you why. The age-old way for a master to give out his teachings to the world is to send a disciple, a very, very advanced disciple, human disciple into the world who agrees before he's born to a human mother, who agrees to give out the master's teaching. And they send this disciple into the world. Let's take the Buddha. Prince Gautama became Gautama Buddha when he started giving out Buddha's teachings. He was a very advanced disciple of the Buddha. And he agreed at a certain age, and he did, he evolved and and grew up and matured. And when he reached that age, he, the Buddha put his thoughts, his teachings into Prince Gautama and asked him to tell the world. And so Prince Gautama did. And so he became known as Gautama Buddha. But he wasn't the Buddha. He was Prince Gautama with the Buddha's teachings going through him. He was The word is overshadowed. He was overshadowed by the mind of Buddha. The mind of Buddha was in the mind of Prince Gautama, if you can imagine that. And and Gautama could have given out great teachings on his own because he was so advanced, but he didn't. He humbled himself and let the Buddha's mind come into him and give out the Buddha's teachings. Jesus did the exact same thing. Jesus was a very advanced disciple sent into the world after he agreed to give out Maitreya's teachings. Maitreya is the Christ for planet Earth. Jesus, at, you know, at the after the baptism and at the age of about 30, he was baptized. And from then until his death on the cross, he gave out Maitreya the Christ's teachings about the love of God as he promised he would do. Again, he could have given out great teachings on his own, but he humbled himself and said, I will give out your teachings, Maitreya, and he did. And so he became known as Jesus the Christ. And Christians, don't even listen to Maitreya if you don't want to. Just follow Jesus because Maitreya doesn't come alone. There are other masters coming with him to help us in each department of life including a master for each of the major religions. And the master for Christianity is Jesus. My information is that he is here now in a physical body, living in the outskirts of Rome. He will not come forward until Maitreya does. And that the Pope and a couple cardinals around the Pope know Jesus is here, but they've been asked not to say anything because if the Pope says Jesus is here, almost every Catholic in the world will believe it. And, of course, the Roman Catholic Church is the largest Christian church in the world. Actually, it's the largest religion in the world. Um, they would believe it because he said it. Well, that's the infringes their free will. So he's been asked not to say anything. But this is the last pope, Jim. This is the last pope we'll have because after him, Jesus will take his rightful place on St. Peter's throne at the head of the Christian church worldwide. And he'll be available to answer questions. I mean... <laughs> I'm not kidding when I say this is a great time to be alive. He's going to speak at auditoriums around the world. And so is Maitreya. And people will be able to say, did you really say this? What did you mean when you said this? His job is to get the Christian church back on track to the original teachings. There have been too much man-made dogma, man-made rules added to the Christian religion. And that's not just the Christian religion. It's happened to all the major religions in the world. They have lost their way. So there's gonna be a master in each religion that's gonna get that get that religion back on track with its original teachings. And for the Christians, that'll be Jesus. So this is, people will ultimately see Maitreya and Jesus standing side by side on TV. And Maitreya will say, this is my brother, the beloved master Jesus. And Jesus will say, this is my brother and great friend, the, the, the master Maitreya, the world teacher. I mean, they work together all the time because of that connection they established when Maitreya overshadowed Jesus and his mind entered Jesus so Jesus could give out his teachings. He was the teacher for the age of Pisces. What is the symbol for Pisces?
1: I think it's fish, but don't quote me.
0: It is. It's a fish. Okay. <laughs> so that's why there's all these fish analogies in the Christian Bible. I'll make you fishers of men. He fed the crowd with fish. There's two symbols for Christianity. Christianity the cross, and the fish. Most people don't know why the fish. It's because Jesus was the aid, the teacher for the age of Pisces. And the symbol is the fish. Now the symbol for Aquarius, do you know what that is? Uh, no, I'm not. It's a man, man carrying a pot of water. The waters of life that Jesus talked about. Talked about. My trail is the, the teacher for the age of Aquarius and brings the waters of living life—that is to say, to feed our soul—and so he's the teacher for the age of Aquarius. Do we have time to tell you about how? Yeah, how we've got this age thing works.
1: Eighteen minutes or so, yeah. And I've got oh, okay, a I've, yeah, we got plenty of time.
0: This is this is science. This is astronomy, not astrology. That's in the newspapers and magazines for entertainment. This is astronomy. Our planet and our solar system are surrounded by 12 great heavenly bodies with tremendous energies. We call them constellations. Each of these 12 constellations, we call it the zodiac and we're surrounded by it. And our planet doesn't sit still as our solar system doesn't. We come into alignment one at a time with each of these great constellations. And when we're in alignment with that constellation, we receive these tremendous energies that pour into planet Earth to help the planet and the people on it evolve. For the last 2000 years, we have been in alignment with and receiving energy from the great constellation Pisces. Jesus came as the teacher for the age of Pisces. We're in alignment with each of these for about2,000 2000, 2,250 years, give or take a year. I'm kidding. <laughs> and yeah, we' well, alignment you years,
1: these, you know, it gets a little confusing. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> when we're in alignment with one of these constellations, we say we are in the age of whatever that constellation is. Well, in 1625 we started moving out of the, of the alignment with Pisces. And in in 1675, if you talk to an astronomer, they'll tell you this, 1675, we started moving into alignment with the great constellation Aquarius, which has very different energies than Pisces. And it is bombarding us with, with evolutionary energy at this time. So we are moving into the age of Aquarius now and have been for a while. And so it's time for the teacher of Aquarius To come forward. Now, at the at the current time, we're receiving both. Energies from Pisces, which are which are fading out, and energies from Aquarius, which are coming in stronger and stronger. And so whenever that happens, you have these energies crisscrossing into a new age, a new era, a new cosmic age. You have chaos on the planet. And that's what we have right now. See, the energies of Pisces, the primary energies were individuality and dedication to an ideal. Well, individuality, over the last 2,000 years, man has come out of the herd. We now stand on our own as these powerful, proud individuals. And dedication to an ideal, it was dedication to the ideal of freedom that saved the world in World War I and World War II. So Piscean energy has served its purpose. Now we move into Aquarian energy. The Aquarian energies, primary energies are synthesis and cooperation. So what's gonna happen under Aquarius is the individuals won't be powerful anymore. It'll be groups. The Aquarian energies will take those powerful individuals developed under Pisces and have them work together in groups and Aquarian energy supports group action. That's why people marching in the streets could save our healthcare because they had this tremendous Aquarian energy behind them. All these little dictators that pop up around the world, their time is done. They don't know it yet, but their time is over. Benjamin Crump's master even went so far as to say the president of the United States at one point will no longer be one person. It will be a panel of wise people that we will elect, which makes all the sense in the world to me. Now, I don't know if a panel is three people or five people or seven people. Seven is a very spiritual number, so it may be seven. I don't know. But that's what's happened. We've moved into Aquarius now, and it's time for new teachings. The The old Piscean-thinking people are hanging on. To the, these are the conservatives in every aspect of life, the conservatives in in education, the conservatives in every major religion, the conservatives in politics and government, the conservatives in finance, all these conservatives are hanging on. They don't want change. They wanna stay with the old familiar way. Well, the old familiar way is dying. Here's what's happening. None of our institutions are serving us well anymore. All those I just mentioned, education, finance, government, healthcare, All of those are no longer serving humanity well. Why? Because they were built with Piscean energy and Piscean energy is being withdrawn. They can't do anything but collapse. What we will do with the new Aquarium energies of cooperation is we will rebuild these great institutions in a way that they will serve humanity well for the next 2,000 years. That's part of our job. And we will get guidance and help from the masters There are 14 masters on the planet right now in major cities around the world in physical bodies waiting until Maitreya comes forward and then he will introduce them and then they will work. There's a master in New York. There's a master out here in the San Bernardino Mountains. There's a master in Tokyo. There's a master in Darjeeling. There's a master in Geneva. There's a master in Moscow. There's a master in London. The one in London is Maitreya. He lives on the outskirts of London. There's a master in Rome. The master in Rome is the master Jesus. There are 14 masters, and before this age is over, there will be 40, more than 40 masters walking amongst us, making suggestions in every aspect of life, finance, healthcare, education, you name it. I mean, this is a great time to be alive, you guys. It it really, really is. It just looks really scary right now because those energies are crossing and we have chaos. We have the, the older folks who want, don't want to change. And we have the young, progressive people who see the need for change, can't wait for change. And so it's, a, it's kind of a chaotic time, but it's a time of wonderful things because we are going to turn this planet into a safe, peaceful, healthy, prosperous place to live. I mean, it, it's going to become a wonderful, wonderful planetary life. And everyone won't have their wants met, but everyone will have their needs met. We're going to learn to live with a little less. Why? Because we're going to share. Each nation is going to share its excess production with countries who need it. And we'll get back what we need. Sharing is the one solution we haven't tried <laughs> to solve the problems of the world. And my comes to teach us how to share. Not individually. People aren't going to be asked to give up their life savings. I'm talking about countries, nations sharing their production so everybody has what they need. It's a it's it's the future is bright even though it doesn't look like it right now, Jim.
1: <laughs> so Dave pops up another great question here. Oh, Jesus has an enemy, the antichrist. Does Maitreya have an equal equivalent rival?
0: Yeah. Um I'm glad you asked. The Antichrist is not a person, as you probably know. It's an energy expressed through a person. The the, the, the two expressions that we have documentation of, modern documentation of the Antichrist were well um, during Jesus' time. Uh, gee, now I've got a blank mind. I apologize. The most recent one, is if you think about it, you know who it was. He did everything the Antichrist was was said to do. He tried to conquer the world. He killed millions and millions of people. He was incredibly evil. It was Hitler. The Antichrist energy during our time was expressed through Hitler, Mussolini, and a couple Japanese generals. That was the Axis powers. That was the Antichrist energy for our time. It's released about every 2,000 years. To break down the old order, it actually serves a purpose, to break down the old order. If you think about it, Hitler fooled people for like, for a couple decades. No, more than that, three decades, thinking he was going to create this perfect planet, this perfect human race, and so on. He did everything. He did it all that the Antichrist was going to do. The Antichrist for our time has come and gone. And it won't be back for, in this case, 3,000 years And according to the Ageless Wisdom, in 3,000 years when the Antichrist returns, that battle will be fought on the mental levels, not the physical levels, like World War II was. So the Antichrist for our time has come and gone, and we can be grateful for that.
1: I'm glad to to hear that. Okay. Um, Where can people, I don't necessarily know, where do people find you or the the other stuff, you know, you know what I'm talking about.
0: Give me that hard good plug here before we run out of time. Sure. <laughs> Websites. Yeah. The local website that I'm a part of, and I have a couple some videos on, is the Southern California Share International website, and I'll give you that. That is www share international, all spelled out, no spaces, no lines. SoCal, S-O-C-A-L, stands for SouthernCalifornia.org. ShareInternationalSoCal.org. The international website is Share, S-H-A-R-E, international. I'm sorry, Share-International. That's a dash. Share-International.org. Don't go to .com. You get a whole different deal there. <laughs> share-international.org or shareinternationalsocal.org they're both wonderful websites by the way you can go to socal and then click through to the international one too but that's the one that i'm i'm part of the socal one you can go to either one there's great information videos of benjamin Cram. Um, great great information on both of them thank you for asking
1: jim well, I've got one more serious question, and then I have one more. I have a fun question, and it'll be done because I look at the clock and I say, I'm pretty wow. sure we're going to do it. So here we go. Uh, where is the information on the, the masters coming from? Is it written in a written body of scripture for his belief system? That's yeah. come from Jew observation via the old duck pond. So, wave slowed him over there.
0: So, go. <laughs> yeah, the, the information is the ageless wisdom teachings. Where does it come from? It's been handed down to humanity over the eons, verbally, mainly, when we're ready to, when we're capable of acting on it, when we're ready to hear it. So over the eons, this information has been handed down. Then it started with, um, before Bailey, it was. Sorry, I'm, I'm not good at names. <laughs> um, but Alice Bailey was in the 1930s and 40s. And she, she had a contact <laughs> with the master, much like Benjamin Krem did. And that master dictated through Alice Bailey. And she had it all typed up. She dictated it and she typed it up. He put it on a screen in front of her face. It wasn't a real screen, but it was a, the masters are masters of all the energy on the planet. He put it on a screen as if it was a TV screen in front of her eyes so that she could dictate it and then have it typed up. And so she has about 20 books um, that are available called the Bailey books. They all have different names, but Alice A. Bailey is her name, B-A-I-L-E-Y. But the most recent one was Benjamin Krem, who got the information from one of the masters and was printed in 17 books by Benjamin Krem. So that's where it comes from. The Ageless Wisdom is handed down over the ages periodically. And the last two were Alice Bailey and Benjamin Krem.
1: So we, we normally ask this fun Fun question at the end of the show, just because I like to frame my guess for a wild curve when we go right before we hit out the door. You ready for this? Sure. What's your go-to, your all-time favorite breakfast?
0: My all-time favorite breakfast. Yep. Pancakes, fried eggs, and hash browns.
1: Ooh, that sounds good. I hate I hate when we do this though because I'm it always
0: makes. I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat. Bacon or sausage or any of that stuff. Actually, I'm a pescatarian, which means I eat seafood and fish. So my filet mignon is lobster. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, it's still pretty good, right? So that's yeah. Awesome. Well, Dick, if we if we continue the pace, I'll speak to you again in 2032.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> Jim, I wish you. I want to tell you, keep up the good work. You know, you got a lot of guts having somebody on like me who's going to tell people all this strange information. And I, I want you to keep up the good work.
1: Well, thank you, sir. And uh, you do the same. Okay, talk soon. Uh, we'll talk soon. Sure. Good. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, that sounds ugly, but that's okay. Um, <laughs> so we got a couple minutes left. I kind of just wanted to end on a, a little monologue-based uh, moment here. Uh, we're headed, we're in the middle, we're headed towards the dog days of summer, right? And so spiritual summer, buckle up, right? Because I promised you good things and I hope tonight kind of delivered on all that. So be ready for some more interesting spiritual takes as we involve throughout the summer and then we'll we'll be back. So there's all that fun stuff going on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks Germantown Runner. That was it was in, engaging and mind blowing, and that was what we're after. So, yeah, and uh, good to see Geo. So, I guess I'll take a minute and talk to him and talk to you over on YouTube. Uh, the Duck Pond is back, uh, and the YouTube chat is here. So, no matter where you feel comfortable, I've got them both open. It's great to see everybody. Uh, it's great to be back on the Duck Pond. If you've missed the old emojis, they're still there. Um, YouTube's available, it's it works for a lot of great people. So trying to expand that. So if you're watching the video and you see me jerking around a lot, I am I got two 19 inch monitors in front of me. A ring light, lights above me. It's really awful in the studio to do this, but it's okay because I've gotten used to it now. Uh, but it, it's still a lot of – I just want to make sure I'm seeing everything and, and getting everybody's questions up and trying to be as interactive as possible while maintaining – where's the old duck pond located? It, sh- it is mallard.com slash pond dot html. I'm going to make it slash pond in the near future. Uh, it was just kind of a trial. obviously worked for Geo tonight. It's supposed to be mallard.com slash live, but there's some issue in the forward – so we'll make it slash pond as well, so you can get to it just as well. Um, sometimes technology is great. Sometimes technology sucks. So, and I want to appreciate everybody staying with me for a few minutes because my uh, editor see this morning, this, when the show started, that I wasn't paying attention and didn't push broadcast. So there's that too. So I appreciate Dick. We're uh, starting the interview ten minutes in, which was phenomenal. So I wanted to get him out here a few minutes early. So, in case town Runner is wondering if I'm going to hit the post, of course I'm going to hit the post because I wrapped up way early so I can control the landing and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, I don't even know who I... F- don't remember who we got on next week, but uh, we got more spiritual stuff coming. I'm trying to book as many um, interesting, controversial, spiritual people as I can. Um, I think we're getting pretty far after that tonight. And last week and the week before... So, uh, hopefully you're all enjoying the ride, and uh, until next week, we'll see you soon. Where's that button? That button? This button? The Report. Yeah, the Report. Hey, I want to thank you for joining us. It's been a good show tonight. I hope you enjoyed it. Take a few moments, subscribe, share, all the fun stuff. You know how to do it. I don't have to tell you. Just uh, be ready for next week it'll be sooner than you think